you in Jesus' name. Just as an introduction tonight, I've asked Brother Mike to come up and, and, and take a few minutes tonight and exhort the group tonight in Jesus' name. Let's receive what God's got for us tonight, okay? God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so, I, I um, was praying about, you know, Pastor asked me earlier today, and I just, uh, I don't want to come up here and give you anything from Mike. I want to give it to you from the Lord. But So I went home, and I, I just prayed about it a little bit, and... Um, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a testimony and something that God gave me and some scripture to back it up because we always want to have the scripture to back it up. What we're doing, we always need that. We need the scripture to back it up. And, and um, I just remember one night, and this is, this is something that changed my life. I mean, I, I, I teach this to the guys at the jail because it was something that just really changed my life through the word of God. But I just remember, and I don't remember what preacher it was that I was listening to one night. I know my wife preached this to me a lot, and I never did listen for a long, long time. But one night, um, listening to some um, preaching and, and stuff, when I started doing this about three years ago, um, just listening to more scripture and more preaching and stuff, going to bed and all that, um, I don't even remember who the preacher was, but he was talking about speaking things. Speaking things um, into life for yourself. And I don't know what got me that night, but I know a lot of times I just, my attitude was, I can't do that. There's no way I can do that. You know, like, um, oh, that's too hard for me. That's, there's no way I can do that. Man, I'm depressed. You know, just a lot of things that I used to do in my life. I'm depressed. Man, this house isn't good enough for me. These things aren't good enough. And man, that just became my life. You know, like in the past, like, um, I spoke depression into myself constantly. And my wife always was trying to, she couldn't do it for me, but she tried to lift me up like, man, you, you don't even, you should see yourself the way that other people see you or the way that God sees you. You need to see that. And um, I've got so much scripture to back this up, but um, man, I, I didn't listen until that one night, and I just sat up on, my, on the seat of my bed, and I was like, you know what? Tomorrow is going to be an awesome day. I'm going to wake up tomorrow, and I'm going to have energy to work. I'm going to be excited about living for God tomorrow. I'm going to reach some people. And, man, this new job, and this was when I started a new job, and I had no confidence when I started this job. I had really no mechanical skills at all, and I was so nervous. To, to go work there, but I just started speaking it, like, this is where God put me, he is gonna, he is gonna make me the best mechanic there, he is gonna make me, you know, he, whatever he's doing, I'm gonna be able to do it, because this is where God put me in life, and I just began to speak that, and then I started doing that every night before I went to bed, and I woke up with confidence, and I started speaking confidence into my day, and, um, man, it changed my life, it started changing my attitude, and, and, um, it was just, it was just, what a great change. And, and still, we, I got to work on it. I'm still working on it. Every once in a while, I'll catch myself speaking things that, you know, that aren't edifying or helping me out. And along with that, you know, like along with this little message about speaking my own, speaking into my own life, what are we, you know, if you're having, Pastor talked about love this morning too, and uh, if you're having problems loving a brother or sister, and you're out 
gossiping, whether it be with your wife or another brother or sister, is that helping you to love your brother and sister more? There's a scripture in here, um, and we can put that one up. I, I think I kind of went out of order on what it, um, um, Let's go to Ephesians 4.29 if you can. I kind of went out of order what I thought I was going to do. but And this is something that me and my wife as well, about three years ago, we caught ourselves gossiping, you know. Um, just to be real honest, you know, we, we, we were, you know, as I became a better Christian and I started doing better for the Lord, all of a sudden I, I started having this new thing coming to me. Man, they need to start changing this. This message, I hope he's listening to that. And then me and my wife, we would gossip a little bit. And then we decided one day that this is not right. And we started three years ago. From now on, if we're not going to speak anything good about people at the church, then we, don't, we shut it down. And we gave each other permission to shut that down. And we are supposed to edify each other. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Now, that goes with speaking to anyone else, but also, you know, like, um, if you don't got anything nice to say about someone, then don't say it at all. You know, like, if you, if all you can see is negative about them, try to think of something positive, and it will help you love. Man, I'm so in love with every single one of you here, because, and I'm just going to give that credit to working on this in my life, speaking good things and being so appreciative of every little, every person in here has got something to talk. I mean, we've all got good in us and we've all can lift that up and we can find something good in each one of each, each one of us. You know, I mean, um, if you sit there and speak negative though, and you're, 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 you're just picking the, the bad parts of them, then it's not going to help you to love them. But in James 3, 6 through 10, um, and these are just backing up what the Lord had spoken to me a while ago. It's 6 through 10. If, you, if we want to just all read it here. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defile the whole body and setteth, this is the part right here, setteth the whole course of nature and it set the fire it is set on fire of hell. When you speak these things, it sets your whole body in that direction. Like when you start speaking that you're depressed and, and um, you start thinking that, oh, the things that you have are not good enough or I, um, you know, my, the gifts that God give me are not good enough or whatever that is, then I don't know. I, when you speak these things, if you speak that you're going to fail, you basically have already failed. But if you speak that that you can do it and you do good things, then you are like on the road to being able to do that. Um, so let your, let your words, man, it's a huge thing. Start speaking that stuff into life. And I'm just going to continue reading. For every kind of beast of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and that hath tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is a unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and there we curse we men which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursings, my brethren. These things not ought to, not ought to be so. If you're cursing your brother, you are cursing God. This is a creation that God made. If you curse 
anyone in this room, then you are basically not speaking good. You are not blessing God by doing that. He made them. He made all of us, and, he was, and we were all fearfully and wonderfully made by him. So if you're cursing his, his, his creation, then you're cursing him. And out of the same mouth cannot have salt and fresh water. You, it's, it just doesn't work. You know, if there's salt water coming out of that faucet, it's never going to become fresh. We've got to change the, the way that we talk. And Matthew 15, 11. This is, it's all the same thing. There's so much in the, in the word about speaking. Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which come out of the mouth defile, defiles the man. Um, we can defile ourselves by speaking that, that stuff. We can, we can, man, if we just keep our, <laughs> the word also says, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak. If we can't speak right, then sometimes we just need to listen and, and be slow to speak. And that was another scripture that changed my life as well. There's, these are some of the first scriptures that when I really started living for God, like a lot stronger than I used to, that really changed me, you know, like, just always wanted to talk. I always wanted to, you know, but listening was something that I needed to work on big time. And I think we all do sometimes. Like, a lot of times when we're trying to reach people, if we just sit there and listen to them, like Pastor is telling me at the jail sometimes, man, he listened for the whole, and I watched him. I, when I first went to the jail, and I was uh, kind of just mentoring under him, I was just waiting. I'm like, Pastor, when are you going to, come on, when are you going to start teaching him about this? And he was just waiting and listening and listening. And it was such an awesome thing. I, I was just like waiting for Pastor to come in there and give him some scripture, you know. And, um, but it's a little different situation down there. But he listened and listened and listened and listened and waited for like, for, for God to, to give him that word. And uh, I remember the guy, it came up and there was only like 10 minutes left in that study room. And the guy's like, well, how come no one ever comes up to these Bible studies and talks about being saved? I mean, what do we got to do to be saved? Like, no one ever talks about salvation in here. And I was wanting pastor to already put that, you know, shove that down their throat, you know. Like, but the guy, he waited for God, and the guy, the guy asked. And as, if we listen long enough, you know, we, God's going to give us something. But if we just start blabbing and, and, and talking about, you know, the way we want to do things. And, and I'm learning down there at the jail, too, to, to start listening more. And, and also, we got to have that word written in our hearts so that we can have the, the right answers. But sometimes it is just, like what Pastor said, a testimony of our life. And just wait for, you know, like people's experiences. And we all have that. And we can help them out with, you know, our testimonies, you know. We don't always have to have that perfect word, even though it is good to have it written on your heart. But... Philippians 4.8, and this was, this was my favorite scripture after I started thinking about all these things, but um, just the mind, the thoughts, and the words. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, and whatsoever things are pure, and whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. This is another thing that changed my life. Stop thinking negatively. Stop um, talking negatively. Start 
you know, whatsoever things are true. You can read the Bible. There's your truth right there. Think on the words of the Bible. Start speaking scriptures into your life and stop thinking about the negative things in your life. And you're, and what is the next scripture, I think? Those things which you both have learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the peace of God shall be with you. That's, that brought a ton of peace in my life when I started. I, you got to shut the negative down. And obviously, I'm still working on it today, but I know that that's something to work on. It's a huge thing that we got to work on. And um, last one, just the weapons of our warfare. They are not carnal, but mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing. That exalts itself. We got to cast them things down by speaking other things. We can't let them imaginations and them thoughts come in. We got to fight it. We got to fight our thoughts. But um, I just I hope that helps someone here today. I hope that someone here today picks that up. If you are in depression all the time, then what are you saying? If you are speaking, um, you know, there's some guys that I help. They're they're te always telling me they're struggling. They call me and they're telling me, well, start speaking that you are going to overcome this. Start speaking all the good things. There is so much, there is not one person in here that can't say that there is something good to think about. Some, we, we can be thankful about something in our life today. <laughs> There's so much to be thankful for, but if you can only find one, then think on it. Then speak it and, and start speaking things thinking better of yourself. God created you. He gave you a gift, and you can tap into that gift. You can speak into that gift. But I just thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much, Lord God, for, for this opportunity, Lord. I thank you for everybody that is here tonight, Lord God. And we bind up any depression that is in this place, any depression, Lord God, any low self-esteem right now, we bind that up in this place. If there is low self-esteem or depression in this place or negativity right now, we bind every one of them thoughts in the name of Jesus Christ. And we loose right now confidence and, and self-esteem and boldness, Lord God, that we can do the things, Lord God, that you asked us to do, Lord God. I loose that in this place right now. I loose that spirit in this place of just positivity and unity and strength and the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, just guiding us and moving us in our lives. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you. Hallelujah. Some of the best things we can let out of our mouth are praise. So let's just begin to praise him in Jesus' name. Thank him for what he has done here. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You can be seated again tonight in Jesus' name. I don't know if you're as excited as I am tonight, but you get a, uh, a triple preach tonight, in Jesus' name. You get three different speakers, three different preachers, 
And uh, us first two are on a time limit, so I need to, I need to look at uh, how long I have. I was told that if I go over, I have to pay him uh, lunch money uh, later on. So I got to be careful up here in Jesus' name. But uh, <laughs> in Jesus' name. We've had an incredible service tonight, and God this morning was just mighty powerful. If you didn't listen to that message or hear that message, my goodness, you need to get on the podcast, get on the live stream, listen to that stuff in Jesus' name, because my goodness, it will, it will hit you at some point in your life. But I, I want to add something to that that God gave me in the prayer room, and I don't know why he gave this to me. I'm not saying this directly at anybody. I say this absolutely humbly, and I say this from him in Jesus' name. But I don't know if you heard Pastor Carnahan's story this morning about the incredible things that love can truly do, that some things, for those of you who weren't here, faith works well. There's some things that faith works very well in, that, that you need faith to, to cast things out. You need faith to accept God, to understand who he is and that sort of thing. But love is the thing that really will begin to draw us closer to God. It's the thing that will begin to take away that fear of the judgment day, as Pastor Carnahan said. And the thought came to my mind that sometimes we have faith that God will deliver us from certain things in Jesus' name, that we're addicted to some things, and, and I don't know what it is in this place. I don't know who it is in Jesus' name, but I believe that somebody here, there's an addiction in Jesus' name, and you've came and you've prayed and you've sought God, and you have believed that he is going to deliver you for it. And I'm here to tell you that he has delivered you from that in Jesus' name, that he has taken that from you, but it's going to take the love of God that's going to completely remove that from your life in Jesus' name. When we begin to love something or desire something, it goes so much farther than faith. But when we begin to love, you begin to become radical about that thing. You see the stories in the people in different relationships and how radical they truly become about something when they begin to love it. Even in just physical relationships between a, a man and a woman, people drive off cliffs. They do all sorts of crazy things, commit suicide, all these big ideas because of what the power that love has. But we as Christians have that responsibility as well. And, and I had a dear friend just recently tell me that, that he was highly addicted to pornography at one point in time, and he was seeking God to deliver him from that. And God spoke that specific word to him and said, you have been delivered from it, but it's going to come down to your depth of love for me that's going to help you overcome that. Because your love for me is going to be the thing that keeps you out of that pit, that keeps you from running back to that addiction or those things there in Jesus' name or those places that you have went to over and over and over again. It begins to cause you to become radical for Jesus in the prayer room. And you get up in the mornings and you begin to say, I'm going to get in my prayer or I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to do these things for God on a daily basis because I understand that I have a love for him and a desire and I want to be inside of that instead of those other places. You have to begin to become radical about some things. There's some addictions there, and I, I'm, I'm kind of chasing a rabbit trail. This isn't in any of my notes here, but, but there's some addictions that you, my goodness, you have to begin to become radical about it. If it's something on your cell phone, you have to throw that thing down and smash it and get some sort of a flip phone or whatever it may be. I don't know what it is, but there's certain places that you got to stop going. There's things that you got to stop being involved in. And the way that you do that is you say, you know what? I have more of a love for Jesus than I do of these things around me. I have more of a desire to love him and be in a relationship with him 
him than to be in a relationship with these other things that are out there in Jesus' name. And when we begin to love him, then he begins to come in and he will take care of those spirits around us and those things that begin to tempt you in Jesus' name. You can stand on top of it and say, no longer is this going to proclaim who I am. God has delivered you tonight, but it's up to you to begin to receive that love. And that is the word that he wanted me to give to you in Jesus' name. But I also want to bring another word out to you, and this is what I wanted to speak about tonight. And it is the word fortitude, the word fortitude. And last night I was in prayer here. I kind of had a feeling that Pastor Carnahan was going to ask some of us to speak tonight. But this word was what God gave me last night. And what fortitude means is it means courage in pain or in adversity. Courage in pain or in adversity. There's a story that is told about a Navy SEAL who was out on this mission in Afghanistan. His name's Marcus uh, Latrell, I believe is what it is. But he's on this mission with his group of Navy SEALs and they accidentally stumble across the enemy while they are in this country. And as they stumble across this enemy, there's only four of them versus hundreds of these Taliban, Taliban fighters that are coming up against them. And these Taliban fighters begin to fire on them. And, and his three compadres, they, they pass away, unfortunately. And he begins to take shot after shot to his body. And he has to run from the enemy as they're shooting at him. And he eventually gets to this cliffside and he has to decide whether or not he's going to die off of this cliff in order to survive or not. It's his only way out. And so he decides to dive off of this cliff. And as he does that, he loses his gun and he loses his equipment. He loses his radios to call for backup and people around. Nobody has any sort of idea that he's out here fighting for his life, but he's taking these, these injuries from the enemy. And so he, he gets to this place where he has to begin to crawl and hide from the enemy. And he snakes his way through and he ends up in a pond where he's finally able to drink water after days of not having water and has to crawl to a village because his legs are broken. And he gets inside of this village and, and finally, thankfully, this village says that they will help him. And so they begin to reach out to the military and the military comes and rescues him. It's a heroic story. It's one that shows that us as human beings can have the will to fight or begin to, to challenge some things and go up against some things in Jesus' name. And that's kind of what I'm talking about in this love that we have with us and God, that if we begin to truly love him, then there will be times that we will face pain and we will face adversity. But if we are willing to have courage inside of that, then the love of God is absolutely going to carry us through that and begin to help us make it out on the other side. So because we cannot lose if we have God on our side in Jesus' name, it's very easy to see inside of the scripture. So turn with me real quick to Romans chapter 8. And I'm bringing out these scriptures that, that Pastor Carnahan spoke on this morning because they so very well fit into this in, in Jesus' name. Romans chapter 8, in, in verse 35, again, the scripture that we spoke about this morning, but I'm hoping it just adds some things to what he spoke there and hopefully not taking any of the message that God has given him tonight in Jesus' name. But again, it says in verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ. We misquote that sometimes and say, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? I don't know that there's a huge difference between these two words, but the word who is one that is a challenging word because that begins to show me that it, it might be a person or somebody around me in Jesus' name that begins to challenge, just like Brother Mike was speaking about here just a few minutes ago. 
We might have some adversity with somebody in this congregation. We might have some adversity with somebody in our household. And these things can sometimes challenge our love with Christ because they begin to say things to us like, you don't need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You don't need to seek God. You don't need to be praying. You don't need to be as radical as you are. And these voices can challenge us to challenge the love of Christ or what he has for every single one of us. It's, if you look it up, it's a word that means any person or object. Various things that can challenge what God wants to show and reveal for every single one of us. It goes on to say, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. All these words are pretty big. They're crazy. It says, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, or powers, things present or things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a scripture that's powerful, reminding us of how great his love is for every single one of us. But what it also shows us is that we are going to go through some things in this life. We are going to face some challenges, as it says here. We are going to face some distraught. We're going to face some famine or some times when we begin to question, God, what are you doing here? I don't understand where your hand is at in this. I don't understand what, what the issue is with this problem or these things here. But we just have to begin to love him and trust him and say, God, I love you so much that I am willing to be radical and do whatever you have asked me to do to work through these things in Jesus' name. And God will absolutely begin to honor that inside of your heart and inside of your life it's fortitude or courage and pain and adversity and those things that are around us in Jesus name just to tell you a quick example of this in my personal life just recently I, I was invited by the police department to get on a SWAT team and, and it was a, a very humbling thing it was very exciting for me I was excited about what was going to we were going to be able to do and that sort of stuff I could go on and on about it it, it was a, a position that basically you have to be invited to to be accepted into that, that that spot there and my flesh was all for it and it was excited about those things in Jesus name but as I sat on the mountain just a week ago on, on Bomber Mountain, God began to speak to me and he said, I want you to pull your application from that position. This is so much more than just pulling an application and declining the position. It was something that the whole entire team had trained with me prior to that to see if they truly wanted me on that team. It, it was something that this entire team was dependent on me accepting that so that they didn't have to accept somebody else who they thought might be less qualified or that sort of thing. It was letting down an entire group of people, all these things around me, but I had to begin to trust in the one that I loved and in Jesus' name. And so I, I talked to Pastor Carnahan and immediately after talking, to him, I walked into the lieutenant's office and I said, Lieutenant, I have to pull my letter from this. You may not understand it, but God told me no, and that means no inside of my life, and I have to listen to his voice. And I sent an email out to every single one of those people, and I said, God said this to me, and I cannot do this. I cannot be inside of this position. I don't understand what he was doing inside of that, but what I do understand is that he has my best interest in his mind in Jesus' name, and that if he loves me, I can trust 
in that love. And if it means looking radical to my peers or the people around me of, oh, you're going to listen to God over us and you're going to listen to God over these situations, then it means that, man, I am going to do it. I am going to live and charge forward even at, at adversity or pain or things that are going on in Jesus' name. It's time that we speak those positive things. It's time that we begin to let fortitude rule inside of our lives and say, man, I am willing to get crazy for Jesus in so many different circumstances. I hurry on, but there's so many people in the Bible that you can see in this. Stephen and Paul, somebody who Christians, people like you and I would have said, man, you were just killing us. He couldn't even go to certain cities because he had killed people inside of there. And they said, you know what? You can't be accepted here. You can't come into this place. But Paul said, you know what? I know what God has spoken to me. And I know my love for him, and I'm going to go radical for him, even if it means defying what you tell me as a brother or a sister. I'm going to listen to him in Jesus' name. Think about Elijah running to the cave and God calling out to him three times and saying, Elijah, you are not meant to be in that place, but you are meant to be out here. Don't let those people scare you, but get out here and begin to do some work in Jesus' name. It's, again, courage in pain or adversity, being willing to stand for what's right and for truth in Jesus' name. To conclude this, I just want to say this, that it is very dangerous to be a lone ranger. So I am not speaking about being a lone ranger and, and being some super trooper out there, being able to hold everything down in Jesus' name. I think I can speak to this because as a single guy that has worked night shifts through various times and, and I've been up through the middle of the night when I didn't have a buddy or somebody that I could call because everybody else was asleep, I began to understand how powerful the presence of God was and how powerful the love of God was in Jesus' name. Our courage needs to come from Jesus. And there's a difference between a lone ranger and an alone apostolic with the presence of God. You can be alone in Jesus' name, but the presence of God can give you the courage to stand in that circumstance. And we understand that courage comes from him, not from our might, not from how many dumbbells we lift in Jesus' name, but it comes from him. And that is the courage that begins to take us through that adversity and that pain in Jesus' name. Jesus endured these things, and we can let him exemplify this in Jesus' name and build fortitude in our lives as well. Can we once again stand in Jesus' name as pastor comes? And if that has spoken something to you, I, I pray that you just begin to lift your voice up to him tonight in Jesus' name. Just begin to, to cry out and speak those things to him in Jesus' name, Lord. We desire to love you tonight, God. Lord, we desire to be in your presence, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Um, it's incredible. We're going to do something here in just a few minutes, but I'm going to have you be seated. They took all my time, so I'm, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. No, that's, that's good. You guys did a great job. They did a great job, didn't they? They did. Absolute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm, I'm not going to say a whole lot here tonight. I just want to help you to understand that we are one in, in, in some of the most exciting times that you could ever live for God. I'm serious. We are just absolutely um, in some exciting times. You, you could not have gotten into this thing at a better time. I'm serious. And so I, I just want to encourage you folks tonight um, uh, in that realm. 
Uh, listen, if you're up for homework, and this is up to you, I'm not going to teach or preach this tonight. I'll just let you go ahead and, and do some things. I have had a couple of questions asked me about the love of God, and I'm, I'm learning. I'm like you. I'm, I'm trying to adapt and trying to put the things in. A lot of the things uh, are some of the ways that I see the love of God involved in my life is how God can hold me back. How many of you have um, wanted to say something? but you kind of felt like there was a little bit of a check or whatever, well, start realizing that that is God. A lot of times that is God in your life. And, and sometimes, you know, to help somebody, to even help yourself, we have to be willing to be restrained. And God, is, 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 he's got to get your permission to do that one too. So consider that. Also, you know, and I know most of you are familiar with the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, but, but you will find 10 commandments of love there. If you want a good identification, a good um, a thorough um, uh, definition of, um, of what love, what the agape love is. Now, this is, it's, I know the word is charity there in the, New Te- in the uh, King James Version, but um, it still comes from the word agape, and, and there's 10 of them there. You can count them. Just go down the verses there, and there are 10 specific things that God's agape love is. And you can kind of do a little, little check in your own spirit. Are these things developing in my life? Praise God. And then there's about two verses there that'll give you the foundation. There's five of them. Love bears all things, believes all things, endures all things. What's, I, I, I don't have it memorized, but, but you, you, there's five things there specifically that you can see are the foundational things of love. Amen. Yeah, there it is. Bears all things, believes all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. And then the next verse, it just says, it don't fail. And those are five things that you can begin to lock on to, amen, in your personal life. I'm talking about not critiquing your wife or not critiquing your best friend or whatever. I'm talking about critiquing you. You begin to, you know, Paul in in the second Corinthians, I mean, towards the end of that chapter, he said, examine yourselves. Now, he was talking about whether or not you're being in the faith. Well, I think we can pull the same thing when it comes to the love of God. Is the love of God being evident in my life? And always remember this, folks. This is not your ability to do anything. This is just your willingness to let God move through you. That's what it is. People have blown this thing way out of proportion, you know, and I've got to get this and I've got to get that. Well, yeah, you, you, you'll be responsible for enough, but you must understand it's God living through you that makes these things possible. And the, and the more that you and I can learn to yield to God. We were talking one of the discipleship classes today. We were talking about speaking in tongues. And I remember um, a, a little girl when we went to a youth something somewhere. And she had come out of, the, out of the service. It was a good service, if I remember right. And, um, of course, they're all good services, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Just some of them we don't appreciate more than others. But it is what it is. And I, I went to open the door of the van because I was driving, and she looked at me. She said, Brother Carnahan, can I ask you a question? I said, sure, go ahead. I wasn't prepared for this. She just looked at me, and she says, can you speak in tongues anytime you want to? I'm going, whoa, where did that one come from? Why don't you go sit in the back of the bus? No, no. No, and I, I just thought for a minute. I said, well, give me a minute. I said, you kind of caught me off guard. And, and I thought about it for a minute. I thought, well, yeah, I can speak in tongues anytime. I've got a memory. I can rem- remember sometimes what I said, 
in English and what I say in tongues. Now, I don't want to discourage anybody. I just want you to understand that's, that sometimes we do that. Amen. But I'd rather be under the inspiration of God. And that's what yielding does. You learn how to yield to God. And years later, that's what I have learned to do. I can yield to God driving down the street in my car. I can yield to God walking down Walmart, in which I really need to. I got to yield to God when I go to Walmart. <laughs> Amen. But I'm not as loud. I can do it right under my breath. I can walk around, man, and look for things, and, and, and I, can, I can begin to speak in tongues very softly. But I'm telling you, it's because I am learning, and I'm still learning how to yield to God. That is God doing his thing through me. If you'll ever do a study in the Bible, you find out how many good things happened to you while you, were, while you were speaking in tongues. Boy, you'd really get involved with it in Jesus' name. You wouldn't resist it because there's a lot of good things that happened to you. Amen. While that process. But a lot of it is, is just learning to yield to God. Amen. And boy, I mean to tell you, it makes all the difference in the world. And I'm going to end with this, and, that's a and then I'm going to have the singers come up and, and we'll sing that. It's going to be a beautiful ending to this service. But folks, never forget, when it comes to the war, to the battle, there are four elements to it that you, you can't forget. Amen. And, and one of them is, is, of course, we meet the enemy in the battlefield. Amen. And a lot of you are learning how to do that. That's what you're learning to do. You're learning to take the battle to them. And, and with the direction of God, that's what you have to do. But sometimes what we want to do is we want a short battle. We want to have it happen in five minutes, and, and I can't predict that. That's God. One of the things I have learned is when I feel like the enemy is yielding. And boy, that takes sensitivity, folks. I, you, can't, you can't inject that in anybody. You have to learn through trial and error. But once the enemy begins to, to, to retreat a little bit, that's my cue. And I've learned not to just quit in the battlefield, but to pursue the enemy. Pursue him back to where that stronghold is. And I don't recommend that for everybody in this room right now. Because some of you are just learning how to get engaged in the battle. If you come and allow us to teach you and, and give you some good understanding of these things, you're going to be really, really prepared. Some of you, you think you are, but you're not. You have no idea. You don't have a clue. And that's not putting you down. That's just the way it is. But I've learned how to pursue the enemy and go to that door. Go to that. And usually with a stronghold, there's going to be a gate or a door there that's got to come down. And that's where you go. you'll find some tremendous resistance. Praise God. Sometimes those things can take days and weeks. Now, I'm talking to some of you that have some strong addictions in your life. He brought the subject up, and I thought it was a good one tonight. God wants to break these addictions. He wants to set you free in the name of Jesus. And sometimes this is going to take a tremendous, tremendous effort, praise God, but it's going to be worth it. And then once that gate goes down, then the important thing is that we've got to learn how to spoil the enemy, take everything away from him that, that he's taken from us, praise God. A good story that, that can help you to relate to this is with David in the Old Testament. How that he came over that hill and he saw the smoke, he saw the pillage, he saw all the things. And I mean to tell you, you talk about discouragement, folks. Man, alive, it was all over the place. In fact, the Bible says they were talking about killing him. David's a good guy, but guess who they were going to blame, you know? 
That's why leadership has to be strong. Leadership has to be real, real strong, praise God. And we, we can't allow feeling, people's feelings to, to, to get, get with us. And that's another one of those things that God has to help us with. But David, he inquired of the Lord, didn't he? And you remember what God told him to do? Go after him. Amen. Get it all back. Amen. And this is what we have to learn to do. Amen. Some of you later in light coming to God's, you know, this is what's happened. Some things have been taken away from you. You didn't even know they were. But God wants to give them back to you. He wants to help you to live not only a joyful and a peaceful and, and a godly, righteous life, but he wants to give you some abilities in the name of Jesus. And through a lot of these, these areas and these efforts, praise God, you learn, praise God, what it means in Jesus' name. And so think about these things. Love will help us. It'll help us to endure. It'll help us to go through and, and, and help one another in Jesus' name. I want a few of you people here that were here last night. There was a good, just a good flow of the Spirit in this place, especially early on in that prayer meeting, praise God. There was a couple of times when it, just, it was just like a smooth piece of ice. It was powerful. And I want, to, I want several of you, if you feel like it, I want you to come up here right now with me in Jesus' name. And I, we're going we're gonna to have prayer. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 We're going to take, take some, some liberty here in Jesus' name. Praise God. We're going to pray against these addictions. And I believe these people are going to feel the effects of that. Because you folks have got the goods. You've got it. You know how to do this. You know how to engage in Jesus' name. And so right now, Caleb, I'm going to have you, I'm going to have you to sit down, Caleb. I just want people that are filled with the Holy Ghost up here um, in Jesus' name. That's what I want, in Jesus' name. Because I want you folks, I want you folks to engage in tongues right now. I want you to begin to pray in the Spirit in Jesus' name. Go on right now. Just go ahead and let it flow out of you right now. Let it flow out of you. Come on, let it come from the depths. You don't have to have a warm-up pitch. You know how to do this. Come on, just let that come from your depth. Oh, rota kahayala mokomando ra. Yala mando ribahasheta. You yale momondo rabakumaha. Yeah, that's it. Come on, let's just just rock the game, the gates in Jesus' name. Fondo no no more bakata. Yala mando ria yale momamana. Konamando ria bakaya le bokiacha. Sonamando ria ba. Yalemonata, Mialaba, Mialaba, Bereando, Yalemomata, Yalemonia Caha, Yalaba Commando, Rabacaha Sata, Shia Yalamania, the Baroma, the Yalemanias, Maria Yalama, Marianda, Yalemonia, Yalaba Commanda. Come on, let's go about 30 seconds longer. Come on, let's just give it all. Let's just let it come from our guts in the name of Jesus. Jesus, Maria la baromata yalemonia, ye la bacomando ria ba yalebodita, for asa yalemomando yalemonia, ye la yaleboko, garendo mo yalemomamonata kaya, ye la bando ria ba yalemonia kahasa, via yalemando roba kaya in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, in the name of Jesus. 
hallelujah. 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 Now let's give God some praise. Can we do that? Come on, clap your hands. Love him to death. Oh, rata yadebo komanda yademenia. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, 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 guys. Thank you so much. Singers, I want you to come up if you don't mind. Um, we're about ready to close the service here in Jesus' name. What I will say, and I, I caught this um, a few, several years ago. I caught this uh, when, when a man in our organization named Chester Wright, he started hosting what he called Call to War. And it was just a, it was a meeting like I've never been in before. And I've been in several of them and, and, and that type of thing. And I understand this isn't for everybody right now unless they're ready for it. Amen. My demonstration tonight with the help of the Lord is that many of you felt the intensity of that, didn't you? That's what that is. Amen. And people who know how to do this and know what it's all about, they, they and, and, and these, these are, 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 I mean, they know it. They can get right into it and make a tremendous effect. This is what our world needs. This is what the drug addicts, the addiction people out there, they need this kind of thing. This is not some mammy-pammy, let's just clap for Jesus and everybody be glad stuff. No, this is somebody that knows how to take the battle to the field, knows how to go back to that place where it originates, and knows how to knock down some gates, and knows how to spoil the enemy in the name of Jesus, and gets everything back in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you, this is the real deal. This is the real deal, praise God. And I don't call people to this dimension. I just, like Mike, Brother Mike said tonight, a lot of times I just sit around with the help of the Lord and I just observe things. And God helps me to see some areas that are beginning to rise up. And I'll just respond to that. That's how, I, how it works. I'm not going to handpick what God knows needs to happen. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to create, or with the help of the Lord, create atmospheres to create environments where people can come in and they can begin to hone their skills. They can begin to, first of all, recognize it's from the Lord. This is God that's doing this. This is not some bad pizza, or this isn't just my revenge prayer. No, this is God that's calling me into the depths of these things. Praise God. Amen. And that's why the message this morning goes right along with this because we have to learn to love one another. We have to learn to appreciate one another. And these things will help us to keep what God wants us to keep in Jesus' name. And so I trust that many of you were able to feel the intensity of that. Amen. And that was just a small demonstration, just a small one. And believe me, this church is going to get into more and more bigger demonstrations of that. I mean, I'm serious. It's going to get powerful, praise God. And I understand God will orchestrate the time and he'll orchestrate the, the, um, you know, the place and, and, and the means and all of that. God's the author of all of that. 
I just want to be, and that's what my, my passion is. I just want to be ready. When God says, okay, let it go, I'm, I'm willing to do that. I don't care where I'm at, what I had lined up next, or, you know, next. I'd say, well, that one can wait. God's got me right here on the front burner, and I'm just going to let it all come out, praise God, right down from, from, from the gut level in Jesus' name. And believe me, they're, they're the results will, will, will tell the tale. In Jesus' name, the results will tell the tale. Praise God. Well, thank you tonight for your, your coming and, 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 and being willing to just listen and, and, and to file away some of these things. What these two men had to say tonight was just absolutely brilliant. Praise God. I love it, and I appreciate it, praise God, and I'm going to take heed to it in Jesus' name. But we're going to close this service. We, we have been trying to learn some new choruses and, and, and so on and so forth, but, uh, but uh, I believe the Lord can help us with this in Jesus' name. Praise God. I got the wrong chorus. Did you? That's not the one, is it? for just a minute. Yes. The one I had today had the cords on it. Can I get that one back? That was on our practice sheet. When you're the only one playing a musical instrument, you got to have the right chords. Somebody feels sorry for me, okay? My goodness. Oh. But I know the one I had this afternoon had the chords on it. Sorry, that's on my iPad probably. And did I you will delete that? No, she just doesn't have it on hers for some oh, reason. Oh, okay. Is it in? Okay. Yeah, maybe try. There it is. There it is. Oh, oh, okay. You just had it. Yeah. I added those. Yes. There you go. Oh, I will give you all. I will give you all. I will not withhold. My sacrifice is less than giving you my very best. Help me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to say yes. Sing it with us, will ya? Oh, I will give you all. I will give you all. If all is what you ask of me. I will not withhold, and if my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best, help me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to say yes. I like it. Come on, let's sing it again. Oh, now I will give you all. I will give you all. If all I will not withhold And if my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best Help me remember Calvary
be willing to say yes. Once again now, I will give you all. No, I will give you all. If all is what you ask of me, I will not withhold. And if my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best, Help me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to say yes. Once again now, I will give you all. Oh, I will give you all. If all is what you ask of me, I will not withhold. And if my sacrifice is less than giving you, Sacrifices less than giving you my very best. Help me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to say yes. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Feel the word of the Lord here. Amen. Well, Jesus. Come on, he's going to do it. His name is Jesus. our source of strength.
What's his name? His name is Jesus. Jesus. My source of strength. Come on, he's all that I need. strength tonight yes, come Lord on God. my source of strength my source of strength oh yes he is he is my 